0: Hey, what's up guys? Welcome to Gabor Generation Podcast. Man, here we're just going to be delivering inspiring, encouraging messages from the word of God. We're going to be talking about leadership. Man, our vision is that we may lead a generation to be strengthened by the power and love of God. I pray you guys enjoy and we love you guys so much. Stay connected. Hello, 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 and welcome everyone to Gabor Night. I am so excited that this is the last week of our series called I Want To, But I Can't. Man, week one, we talked about I want to, but I can't let go and move forward. Second week, we were talking about I want to, but I can't give all my life to Christ. And this is the last one, part three of I Want To, But I Can't Come Back Home. I want to but I come I can't come back home. Um and, and and man I I just remember just for a moment. I remember going um to a place that was like heaven to me. It was called it was a place called Wanadu City. Now if you don't know what Wanadu City is, man that was like that was the place here in Miami. It's a place where you can go, and if like if you wanted to be like a doctor when you grow up, you can go there, and they would dress you up like a doctor. They'll put the stethoscope around you. They'll put the glasses. They'll put the coat. They'll put everything. If you wanted to be a firefighter, they'll go and they'll put the helmet on. You get to hold the hose where the water comes out. You put the jacket, the boots. You you get to see the the fire truck. You get to even slide down the pole and all that. And I remember as a kid, like I wanted to be a police officer. Officer. Personally, me just because everybody in my family had to do something with law or the or a, a cop or something like that, right? And I remember I went there and, man, I went straight to where it was, the police department. I'm like, man, God called me right there. That's where I, I'm in there. I'm in there like swimwear. You know what I'm saying? And, and and I remember going. They put the jacket on me. They put the belt. I even had a fake gun. I'm like, hold on. I got to make sure the safety is on because this thing is dangerous. You know, like I, it's all in my head. And and they even put the hat on and they let you see the police car and all that stuff. And I remember I walked out. And even after I left Wanadu City, I was still acting like I was a cop. Like I'm I'm at home. I'm I'm like man, I'm I'm all good. You know what I'm saying? I'm making sure everything's protected at home, everything's cool. If I heard a noise, I'm the first one there. If I heard something drop, I'm like, hold on, what's going on here? And I remember even at school, I would still act like a police officer. I used to snitch on everybody in the room. I don't care who you were, I don't care what was going on, I don't care how close we were. I snitch on you like nothing. Cause I took an oath that day. I took an oath that I'm gonna protect and serve my city. Like, and I remember snitching on one of my homies and he He's like, bro, just just because you have that jacket on, don't make you a police officer. And I'm like, no, he just he ruined all my dreams, right? Um, and and I, I and I can see that now, and I remember him saying that. I can almost remember him. I can literally hear him saying that. And and man, just because you don't have the, just because you have the jacket, don't make you a cop. Just because you have the stethoscope, don't make you a doctor, right? Like just because you have the jacket on, that don't make you a firefighter. Honestly, just because you go to church, that'll make you a Christian. Oh, I I didn't mean to go there. I I promise you somebody else made me say that. (laughs) Um, But just because your your attendance at churches at a Scott High, that don't mean nothing. And I want to encourage anybody listening or watching right now, I want you to know that this life, that this walk of following Jesus, is not about behavior modification. It's not about your church attendance. It's about you and your relationship with God, nothing more. It is your faith when you put it in God that gets you saved, not you sitting every Sunday, not you acting right, getting things together, having it together, looking the part. No, it's about having faith and believing in Jesus Christ who died for our can I get an amen type it in the comments type this man I just took some coffee I took a tall and a grande cup caramel macchiato three extra shots of espressos three extra shots of ristretto whipped cream with caramel drizzle on the top come on I'm ready to preach I'm ready to I'm ready to shut this down so if you with me type amen shout amen do all that we're gonna be reading I want to but I can't go back home Luke chapter 15 Luke chapter 15 verse 11 verse 11 It says, Jesus continued. There was a man who had two sons. The younger one said to his father, Father, give me my share of the estate. So he divided his property between them. Not long after that, the younger son got together all he had, set off for a distant country, and there squandered his wealth in wild living. After he had spent everything, oh, damn, my boy blew it all. There was a severe famine in that whole country, and he began to be in need. So he went and hired himself out to to a citizen of that country who sent him to his fields to feed pigs. He longed to fill his stomach. Wow. He longed to fill his stomach with the pods that the pigs were eating, but no one gave him anything. When he came to his senses... Let's have a feast and celebrate. For this son of mine was dead and is alive again. Wow. For he was lost and is found. So they began to celebrate. They turned up. They're like, my boy is home. Meanwhile, the older son was in the field. When he came near the house, he heard music and dancing. So he called one of his servants and asked him, what was going on? Your brother has come, he replied, and your father has killed the fattened calf because he has him back safe and sound. The older brother became angry and refused to go in, so his father went out and pleaded with him. Verse 29, we're almost done, I promise. But he answered to his father, look, all these years I've been slaving for you and never disobeyed your orders. Yet you never gave me even a young goat so I can celebrate with my friends. But when this son of yours who who has squandered your property with prostitutes comes home, you kill the fattened cat for him. My son, the father said, you are always with me and everything I have is yours. But we had to celebrate and be glad because this brother of yours was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found man that is some good scripture right there we're going to pray God we thank you we give you glory honor and praise Jesus god we pray and we thank you for your word we thank you for the worship we just had god we thank you that wherever anybody is at home watching wherever they're listening from in their car in their kitchen in their room um, in their house wherever they are god i pray that you speak right to them Jesus and i pray lord that you that you seek the one tonight, Lord. In the name of Jesus, we thank you, and we give you all the glory, and we give you all the honor, and we give you all the praise. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Amen. And hey, amen, man. Right here, this scripture was so amazing. Jesus, right now, he's clapping back. Like people are talking mad trash about Jesus, all the Pharisees, all his haters, because Jesus was loved by many people. Jesus was walking around the country doing miracles, doing signs, doing wonders, healing people, loving the people that other people did not love, um, loving the sick, healing the sick, healing the lame and the leper. Like God was doing some amazing things in His walk on this earth, but He had a bunch of haters. Um, he had a bunch of Pharisees who would follow him and talk mad trash about him as he was doing things. Um, and right now, Jesus, he got to a moment where he clapped back at him. He, he, he told him what's up. He, he, said, he said, in this moment, he's talking to two groups of people. He's talking to the sinners. And on the other side, he's talking to the Pharisees. He's, talk, he's talking to his, his haters. And he's saying, hold up, man, I, I don't care if I have the 99, I go after the one. I I don't care what these people have been doing. I don't care what they've been going through. I don't care what's going on with them. I don't care what they're thinking. I don't care what's in their heart. I don't even care about anything that is going on. I love them. I love them no matter what. I have mercy over them. I want to tell, and I want to remind somebody right now that God does not see your sin. He sees his son. He sees Jesus in you. I don't care what you've been saying. I don't care what you've been thinking. I don't care where you've been at. I want you to know that you have every right to come back home. God was fighting for you at this moment. He was clapping back at the religious few. He was clapping back at the so-called church saying, you guys are speaking against him, but I'm fighting for him. I'm fighting for them. I'm fighting for the broken. I'm fighting for the sinners. And I want you to know that. A lot of times in scripture, Jesus will constantly compare us, his people, to sheep. Now, I don't mean to say it in this way, but sheep are one of the stupidest animals in the world. Like, that's just my, my opinion. And animal experts, they, they will say that sheep had, have very bad eyesight in a sense of that they thought that, that animal experts believe that they're even close to blind. They can barely see. But what sheeps do have is they have incredible hearing. Why is that important? Because God is saying it's not by faith that you walk. Faith is the things unseen, but it's by hearing and hearing the word of God. Another scripture says that um, my sheep, they know my what? They know my voice. God is saying I speak and my sheep, they don't just only see me. But 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 the, even when they can See me. They can hear me. They know that I'm there, and I want you to know that. And and even with sheep, they're not only that, but they're not so smart. They're really stubborn. Like, animal experts have, have noticed that when a sheep is alone or where they stray away from the herd or they wander off from the shepherd, that wherever area they get lost to, they will eat every inch of grass, of pasture, wherever they are. And after they eat everything that they've seen of grass, they will even eat their own poop to, to the point where they will even die, right? That, that's insane. And God is saying, hey, I compare you to sheep. God bless you. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like It's like, wait, that's not so attractive. That's not so inspiring. That's not very encouraging. That's not, you know. But but what God is trying to tell us is that the sheep alone is not much. But the sheep with the shepherd is everything. He's showing how important the the shepherd is to the sheep how he guides them, how he loves, how he cares for his sheep. And what he's saying is that God loves you. God cares for you. God guides you. God is there making sure that you are together, that you are cared for, that you are safe, that you are sound. And I want you to know maybe you may be just like that sheep. What Jesus was saying is that people sometimes leave what is good for something that is worse. The sheep may leave the herd. They may leave the sh- leave the shepherd and go to something that is nothing compared to what they had. Even in this story right here, he's sharing how this boy who had everything, he was sleeping in a palace, he was sleeping in royalty, and he went from royalty to rags, to sleeping with the pigs. What Jesus is saying is that sometimes, just like sheep, we wander off. We wander off to God knows where. And I want you to know that there's no other place like the presence of God. There's no other place like being in the hands of God. If there's anybody right now that is watching and that is listening, I know that you can testify that Jesus is faithful, that Jesus is merciful, Jesus is full of grace, that Jesus is so loving, that there's no one like Jesus. Jesus is all powerful. Jesus is always with me. Jesus cares for me. Jesus loves me. I know, man. I know there's some people right now that can testify that man. God has been faithful to me. God has been gracious to me. God loves me no matter what. There's nothing that Can separate me from the love of God. Come on, I want you to shout amen right where you are. Type it in the comments that God loves me no matter what. And I think that we sometimes can leave what is good for something that is worse. We can leave a place like the presence of God and go seek something that has no value to us. Instead of getting our love from the one who loves us the most, we get our love from people who love us one day and the next they don't. And instead of staying in peace, we stay in a foundation that shakes every once in a while. We there's no place like Jesus. There's no place like being in the presence of God. And I love this story so much because this story just explains and it's just a parable talking about God and us. He's saying when we wander off, God is right there waiting. One thing that intrigues me with this story is that, I don't know, you guys ever, like, you guys ever, um, like, you practice an argument before you actually have it? Like, before you actually have the argument, like, you're practicing it beforehand. Like, you can't even sleep at night because you're practicing what you're going to say. And then you even speak for them. Oh, if they say this, I'm going to clap them back with this. And if they say that, man, I'm going to hit them with these facts. And I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. And I know that there's people, I do that personally. Whenever I'm gonna confront or I'm gonna do something with somebody, I practice that thing for hours until it's perfect, right? And, and right here, the son, he's doing that. At first, he's saying, okay, when, when I see, man, why am I here? I, I came to my sense. The Bible says he came to his senses. And that happens to us because the thing about this is that sin can numb us from the presence of God. God is always with us, and because we're so entangled in in what we're doing and in our sin, we become numb to what God is trying to do in our life. Scripture says he came to his senses. He woke up, and he said, where the heck am I? What am I doing? Don't I? Man, my father has a, I I was in royalty. I had money. I had this, and I'm here with pigs, and look what he does. He practices what he's going to tell his father. He says, okay, when I go to my father, I'm going to say, Father, forgive me for I've sinned against heaven and I've sinned against you. I'm not even worthy to be called your son. I'm not worthy. Make me like, like any other servant. Make me like any, anybody else that, that, that you have around um, as long as I'm here. And the scripture says that he was a long way off and his father saw him in the distance practicing. Oh, should I go? Should, should. And this happens to us a lot. I know you want to, but you feel like you can't come back home. You want to come back to church. You want to come back to the feet of God, but I know your thoughts. What, what, what are they going to say about me? What are they going to think? Man, I've been out here wilding. I've been out here drinking. I've been out here smoking. I've been putting that thing on a gram. I've been putting it on Snapchat. And my pastor follows me on Instagram. I follow everyone on Instagram. So if they wilding, I see it. Um, <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, what, are, what are they going to say? No, I'm too ashamed to go. I'm not going. I, I don't know what they're going to say. But the Bible says that the father sees him contemplating a long way off from afar. And he has compassion over him. Scripture says that he runs to his son. And as soon as his son sees the father, he, he, he does what he practiced. He says, Father, forgive me, for I've sinned against heaven and you. I'm not even worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired servants. Now, I, in my perspective, I would think the father would be like, yeah, man, I can't believe you did that. Scripture says he doesn't even say anything back. He just wraps his arms around him. Wow, that is beautiful. That is a picture of Christ and the church. That is a picture of Jesus for you. The one that was once lost is now found that's all I care about. I don't care what you were doing. I don't care what you were smoking. I don't care what you were drinking. I don't care what you were doing out there on the streets. I don't care what it is that was happening. I don't care what you were thinking. I don't care what was, it, what was in your heart. I don't care what was going on. All I care is that you are home. He wrapped his arms around them. He hugged them. He kissed them. He, he loved on them No matter what, he didn't even talk about it. We got to remember that our God, Jesus, he's so loving and so gracious that it's not about what we do. It's about what he has done for us. And we may think that we have left God, but God has never left us. Come back home. God is waiting at the door. You think that the door is shut? You think he closed it off? You think that you got to come banging, knocking, begging to come in? The door is open and his arms are open wide. I remember when I was a kid, um, my parents were very strict with me. Um, Not so much from my brothers and my sisters, but they learned a lot of lessons from them. Um, So they they used it on me, right? Um, So I wasn't allowed to go to a lot of places or I wasn't allowed to go with my homies and stuff, right? Until I finally got my, even now when I have my car, like they're very protective of where I'm going and they're always checking up on me because they want to make sure I'm safe and I don't make mistakes that, you know, people have made before and all that stuff. And, I remember um, My mom will always buy me My mom and my dad They will always buy me All the latest game systems I had every game system I had an Xbox 360 I had an Xbox I had a PS1 PS2 PS3 PS4 Like I had GameCube I had Nintendo 64 Nintendo DS I had I had all these game systems Right Like and, and I remember I used to, I would argue and I would get mad at my mom because my friends would go to the movies. At that time in elementary school, I even had a girlfriend. I'm like, Mom, I'm trying to take my girl on a date. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm trying to take her to the movies with your money because you know, I ain't working. I need money. And, I, and with your gas because I can't drive. You know, you know what I mean? And I got to pay for both of us. So you're paying for two people. Um, you know what I mean? So, but, but I remember her telling me, Louis, I don't care what you do as long as you're home. Like you have everything here as long as you're home. And, and God is saying that to you. Stop contemplating. Stop allowing the enemy to to make you think about it, to make you even worry about it. What are they going to say? What is God going to think? He is trying to stop you from the party, from the celebration that God the Father is waiting for you. He's trying to stop you from fulfilling your purpose. He's trying to stop you from receiving the true love that you can't experience nowhere else, only in Jesus. He's trying to stop you from fulfilling the peace, from receiving love, from receiving peace, receiving mercy for every sin you have ever committed or you will commit commit Satan is trying to stop you stop thinking about it I know you want to but you can't let me tell you you can run back home go back Jesus is waiting on you Jesus is so in love with you and a lot of times us the church we tend to be like the prodigal son's brother yeah, but but I've man, God, I've been here forever. And you blessing them and you ain't blessing me. God, God, I'm worrying about me. I'm worried about my blessing. I'm worried about this. And God just clapped back at them one more time. Y'all don't know, man, God be clapping back at people. But but he said, Hey, I'm always here with you. But with them, they felt for, they felt far. I'm just happy that what was once lost is now found. And I want you to know that God is so in love with you, that he's waiting on you. He doesn't care what you're doing. He cares where you are. There is no place like the arms of Jesus. There's no place like like being in the presence of God. It is the safest place in the world. And right now, I just want to ask for forgiveness on behalf. If there was a person who claimed to be a follower of Jesus a person maybe from the church or maybe a whole church that may have damaged you or impacted you in a wrong way. I want to ask for forgiveness. That, that, was, that was the work of men, not God. God is waiting on you. I don't care what people say about you, just know that there are going to be people fighting for you that will be covering you, that will be making sure that you get to Jesus. I remember, man, I was in a dark season, a dark, dark, horrible, maybe the one of the worst seasons of my life. And I remember Steph's mom, um, she noticed it easily. Keep in mind, I was in the church because a lot of times the church will make people feel and put Jesus on a standard that not even they can reach to. And they will expect people to do hula hoops and to jump around, do three backflips and all that just to get to God. Not understanding that God came to us, that we don't got to do no more religious duties, that now we can just receive and put our faith in Jesus for we will be saved. Come on, I I don't know about y'all, but I believe that with all my heart. Um, and, And I remember I was in that season of just feeling that. I was serving God out of fear, not out of love. There's a lot of people in the church who are doing that. They are serving God out of fear, not of love. And I remember being in that dark season. Steph's mom, she she picked up on it easily, easy. One day after service, she came up to me and she sat me down. She said, "Louis, what's what's wrong with you? And I just opened up. I just told her. And I remember she told me this, that I, that I want to do this for everybody I ever meet. She said, "Louis, I don't care what anybody got to say to you. I want you to keep coming because if they got something to say to you, they got to get through me first. That if they talk about you, make sure that they talk about me too. And I remember I would come to church and she would look at me and she would say, come sit next to me. And she would, she would protect me she would cover me so that anybody that any, ever had anything to say about me, she was there to remind me of the grace of God. She was there to remind me of the mercy of God. She was there to remind me that God is faithful, that God loves me no matter what, that God does not care what is going on in my life. He just cares that I am home. She would be there to protect me. I want to encourage you. I don't know where you are. You may feel like you've left God, but God has never left you, man. God is right there waiting on you, telling you, can we pick up where we left off? I'm here. You may be thinking, yeah, but what they're going to say, what? It don't matter. God is there with his arms open. My prayer for you is that if you're that one watching, that you may know the Father is not just waiting on me, but the Father is looking for me grasp that God is not just waiting on me he's looking for me and I'm running to him tonight so that he can wrap his arms around me and man I can tell you in that season every time she would cover me and I would be in that church the more I just felt the love of God wrap around me that I just felt the security that Jesus gave me that I knew that I was safe because I'm home you may not know this, but you were created by God for God. The spirit that is inside you is the breath of God. You carry the borrowed breath of God, literally. You are his creation. So, so you, you may not understand this or, or you may not even know this, but, but I just really, I strongly want to encourage you that you are his. And all he cares about is that what's his that was once lost is now found. Just want to pray for you so that you may receive that while wow, no longer I can I have to serve God out of fear out of love because he's there with me God I thank you give you glory honor, and praise Jesus my prayer for you Lord is that Holy Spirit you just pour over their life that the one that is watching right now the one that is listening God my prayer Is that in the name of Jesus, Lord, that they may run back to you, God, that they may not listen to the lies of the enemy and contemplate whether they should do it or not. No, that they may just run into your arms, run into your love, run into your peace, run into whatever it is you have for them, God. I pray that wherever place they are right now, I don't care where it is. I don't care how dirty it looks. I don't care how stank it may look. I don't care what they're saying, what they're speaking, what they're thinking. God, your word says that, that your love covers a multitude of sins, Lord, that there is nothing that can separate us from your love, that your agape love, your unconditional love for us. Jesus is relentlessly chasing us down. I pray for that person may come back home. That there are people that are fighting for them, even if there's people that are speaking against them. Jesus, I thank you for your grace and your mercy for our lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen, and amen.